0: one ladies and gentlemen I am so sorry to tell you this news but no they did not accept me as the new head coach as the Los Angeles of the Los Angeles Lakers I know we were all looking forward to having me behind the bench but they went a different way the, the history between LeBron and I it, it just goes too deep it, I, and I'm, I'm sorry I let you all down good afternoon and welcome to the podcast I'm Nick. Drago today on the show. Get better, Joe. What's this this about? Get better, Joe. He's
1: our leader.
0: (laughs) He's He's taking the
2: team all the way.
0: (laughs) Nothing. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, joining me on the show today is Brendan O'Keefe, our New England sports correspondent and our Connecticut correspondent, Scott Roberts Jr., who, of course, are going to be here to talk a little bit hockey with us and possibly boo me during the Thank you. Nice little protest there from those guys. Uh, We're also, of course, going to talk a little NBA playoffs because the Celtics are out. And Kyrie is probably out, too. But we'll talk more about that later on down the road. And, of course, we're going to get into some baseball. So stick with us, friends, because sports, sports, sports starts now. Welcome, welcome to the special edition of the Sports Sports Box podcast. I say special because it's Mother's Day. And of course, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there in the world, including my own mom, mother-in-law, sister who's now a mother, and sister-in-law who's also a mother. So happy Mother's Day to all and to all a good night. Uh, that doesn't mean I'm ending the show. I just, you know, it's it's a Christmas thing. All right, thank you. For those of you who have never been here on the podcast before, Welcome. We always love new fans. Uh, basically, the point of the show is we want to give you all the sports news and excitement from this past weekend and talk about it uh, while we give you some insight into the next. Now, we have two special guests today joining us. Of course, I already mentioned Brendan O'Keefe uh, returning to the show along with our newest new friend, Scott Roberts Jr., uh, who will also be joining us as well to talk some NHL. Uh, we got to talk hockey and we'll we'll you know, talk about some other stuff along the way. I had a great weekend. In-laws were in town. We uh, hung out a little bit, played some cards, had a nice Mother's Day dinner. It was also my uh, my father-in-law's birthday, so we celebrated that too. And then next weekend, next weekend, I have a christening to go to. So, bam, exciting stuff there. My uh, my niece is getting baptized. She's going to get a public bath for the world to see. All right, enough about me. Let's talk about your favorite sports. <laughs> uh, we're going to start with a little NBA action because we had some exciting stuff. First off, the Bruins uh, the and Bucks series We're not even going to – I'm sorry, Bruins. Wow. Celtics and Bucks series, we're not even going to talk about that. So uh, move on from that one. Let's just go right into the first uh, series of the weekend. Starting with Friday night, game six between the Rockets and the Warriors' Golden State. Did not look going into this game like uh, like they were gonna be uh, they were gonna be much of a match for the Rockets, right? Durant is was out. Durant's out. Cousins is still out, and Steph Curry started the game with zero points in the first half. Yes, it was a close score at halftime, but also yes, the Rockets just tumbled out of control in the second half. They should have they should have been way ahead from the get go. Curry had 33 points in the second half alone. Could you imagine if he played the full game at his full potential? My goodness, he'd have a lot of points. Uh, so all 33 of his points came in the second half, and uh, that—that's basically it. Warriors win the series uh, three to t- three, four to two. Right, they win the series four to two. They won the game 118 to 113. The Rockets, built to compete with Golden State, could not compete. With Golden State, and they will go home one round early uh, tr- the other other western game uh, trailblazers and nuggets uh nuggets <laughs> listen they just they couldn't hold it together the, the they were they were crushing the trailblazers in the first quarter 29 to seventeen right that was the end of the first quarter, and uh, they threw up 19 in the second. And then led up 32 points in the third, and it, it just it came down to the wire, it really did. But uh, CJ McCallum, who was injured at one point this year, he's looking much better now. 37 points, 37 points to get the Trailblazers ahead uh, to beat the Nuggets 100 to 96. This is the first time they now advance the Western Conference Finals. First time since two. We're talking almost 20 years, folks, for this Trailblazers team who has overcome so much over the last few weeks. Listen, the Nuggets, they're a young squad. They'll be competitive the next few years as long as they can keep up the same uh, same momentum. But it just wasn't in the cards for them today. It, it just wasn't. So go. we'll, we'll see what happens. Portland's going to take on the Warriors. They'll have a real challenge ahead of them. And uh, Nuggies, well, they're, they're done. Donezo. And the last series, of course, is the 76ers and the Raptors. That game is going on as I speak to you. And now I'm going to try and give you updates uh, throughout the show. Currently, though, the score is 58-54 to 54 in favor of the 76ers. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe the Raptors could go down. They were looking really good this series, but then they lost the they lost game six. And here we are at game seven, hoping uh, maybe Philly Philly could get Into the next round. I know all my Philly friends here are uh, super excited to talk about that. Other big news, Kristaps Porzingis was uh, assaulted, got into a fight at a nightclub in Latvia. I mean, this is the best part, though. It was because of a fan who is mad that he left the Knicks and went to the Mavericks. So you go random person in Latvia who got into a fight with Kristaps Porzingis because he left the Knicks. You go. As a Knicks fan myself, It's kind of upset to see him leave, but the uh, future is bright, my friends. Everybody's saying Kyrie and Kevin Durant could be on their way to New York. Who knows? I would love that. Now you get Zion Williamson in the draft next week, and, and the Knicks are looking like a premier team. 14% chance that they'll get the number one overall pick. Let's not screw it up. If you get it, Knicks... Come on, that's all you got to do. Just just get Zion, and good things will happen to the world. Uh, the other two teams vying for that spot are the Chicago Bulls and the Suns. All three of them have 14% chance. Uh, they're guaranteed a top-five pick. Currently, that 76ers score, by the way, it's jumped up now. It's 59-57. Exciting things happening over there, uh, Lakers. There was a protest outside the Staples Center this weekend. Fans are not happy with the team, the direction the team's taking. I'm still upset that Magic Johnson stepped down. I think uh, I think other choices needed to be made. He should have fired their coach long before then. Uh, but Luke Walton is gone now. Thank goodness. Uh, no, instead they're going with Vogel. If you remember, he had a couple of great years for the Pacers. Never really got into the finals, but. I think he's a good name for Young's team. He knows how to handle superstar ego like LeBron. Well, maybe. At least Jason Kidd will be there. You know, it's the same situation like uh, Tyron Lue was in 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 uh, Cleveland. You had Blatt as the head coach, who uh, has never really played basketball, but he's a he's a good guy. He knows how to develop talent. And then you got you got Tyronn Lue as the uh, as the assistant. So the question is here: How long does Vogel remain coach? for the Lakers, and when does Jason Kidd take over? Because as an assistant coach, Jason Kidd is in a good position. He has a lot of experience no, – not a lot. He's got some good experience with some younger teams like the, the Bucks and the Nets. Uh, him and a superstar like LeBron, they're going to gel really well together. Um, so I, I don't know. 60 – it's 60-59, by the way. 76ers still ahead. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. So as we had our protests at the beginning of the show <laughs> – uh, we had some, there was protesting going on there as well. And then the other big story from the NBA, I cannot remember at the moment. Give me three, two, one. Nope, still don't remember. Okay, cool. We're moving on. Uh, let's talk a little bit of hockey because, well, you know, I'm a major hockey fan. Of course, I'm wearing my Hartford Whalers shirt today, uh, and we'll talk all about that. But first... I'd like to take a break. Can we take a commercial break? Let's just do it. Let's take a break, friends. Sports, sports, sports. We'll be back. Grab your popcorn, your snack, a little fruit roll-up, fruit by the foot, gushers, I don't care. Eat it, enjoy it, and we'll be back in a short moment. League MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. Now it's time to add to your resume, NBA champion, how does that sound?
1: So I'm so hyped right now.
0: Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Hello, friends. I'm Nick Drago with the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast. Do you have an amazing product you're trying to sell? Well, let me tell you exactly where to shove it up your butt. I'm just kidding. No, what you should really be doing is trying to peddle it on my podcast. That's right, we're offering free ad space for anybody interested in selling their amazingly amazing products. All you have to do is email me, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com, so we can figure out exactly how to get your message out there and on the air. So once again, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Shoot me an email and I'll be waiting patiently by my computer. back to the show. As I mentioned before, I'm a huge hockey fan. Friends and fans of our show should already know that. If you don't, I'm saying it again. I love the sport of hockey, a little ice, a little fighting. Love those Pittsburgh Penguins who are uh, sadly out of it, uh, but we, we won't go there today. We won't go there. We might a little bit, but not right now. Uh, I will, however, talk about the Hartford Whalers, which are in an unfortunate situation at the moment. Uh, so the Hartford Whalers, you know, played in in the city of Hartford, Connecticut, through most of the 80s and 90s. Well, 80s, 90s, they were part of the, the, the WHA way back in the day. They were a team that has some long history, and nowadays they're known as Carolina Hurricanes, who are, yes, the same team playing against the Boston Bruins, their once-heated rival when they played in New England together. These two teams are meeting up in the champion—not the championship, but the conference championship— uh, this this week this series this is the last series for the East. So what is an old old salty Whalers fan like me to do? Basically, cry that there's no team in Hartford, Connecticut. Can we bring them back already? I've been saying it for years. The fan base is there. You, it's a hockey hotbed. People would love it. It maybe it'd be considered a small market team. You'd have to compete with the Rangers and the Islanders and the Bruins and, uh, I don't know, maybe Buffalo. Would that be the next closest team? Montreal? Doesn't matter. You'd have, a, it's a competitive area, but it's a hockey hotbed. People there are probably sick of rooting for the Bruins and the Rangers. You need, bring back that green and white. Best logo, best logo in sports right here. Bring them back, please. All right. While I've, Finally, I'll get off my soapbox here. I love the Hartford Whalers. Good old uh, Ron Francis, old Samuelson. All right, I'm done. I'm done. Um, all right. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about some of the games from this end. Bruins and Hurricanes in Game 1 of the Eastern... I'm sorry, Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Listen, the Hurricanes did not end Game 1 the way they would have liked to. And uh, unfortunately then led up 6 goals today against the Bruins. That's 10 unanswered goals for... Uh, 10 unanswered goals for Boston. There's one of them right there. Um... And and two goals, two goals by the Hurricanes at the, towards the end of the game that at least maybe give them a little bit of a boost. We're going to talk more about this uh, going forward with our special guests today, so I don't want to spoil too much for you. The Western Conference, it's the Sharks and the Blues. St. Louis having one of the best stories this year. Starting in, they were in last place at the turn of the. Uh, Turn of the century, I almost said the turn of the year, and the Sharkies. Oh, that was a beautiful goal there. One of many that would come for the Sharks in this game. They won six to three. Uh, like I said, Blues Blues started have been they, they've just been rip roaring through the season. The Sharks, however, they are a nasty, high scoring team, and not one that uh, you want to go lightly lightly against. That was one of the goals there for the Blues. Uh, for those watching our YouTube channel. So uh Sharks end up winning this game six to three and take a one-nothing lead in the Western Conference Finals. All right. Now before before we finish up our, our chat on hockey here, we gotta introduce uh, some friends of the program who are gonna talk a little hockey to you all. So let's bring them in here to, to chat a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, here to join me to talk a little bit of hockey today is our New England correspondent, Brendan O'Keefe, back again on the show to talk, of course, that team with the wheel on his chest. And Scott Roberts Jr. from Connecticut. He's our correspondent to not talk about the team on my chest. No, instead he's going to talk about the, well, the other hated uh, New England sports team. While I sit here at home and dab my tears a little bit, I'm still very upset over how things ended for my... Beloved Penguins. So, boys, (laughs) okay, obviously the Bruins are up right now in the series 2-0. Do you think that Carolina has any shot to come back?
2: Brandon? Uh, I don't believe so, especially if their defense keeps leaving Mrazic, you know, hanging out to dry. Multiple times in uh, today's game that they just finished, actually, and then the first game that they played, their defense just keeps giving up on the plays. they go, all right, yeah, they're by us. And then that's it. Then the, the Bruins swarm. We get second, third, fourth chance opportunities today. Look at was a goal number four for Jake DeBrus today. He got four consecutive shots in close on Mrazek before he finally found the back of the net. Nobody did anything about it. And if you're just and if it's just gonna, you're gonna leave a shooter and the goalie one on one that many opportunities over time, the shooter is gonna win that every single time. So the oh. defense needs to step it up. And up until they scored in the third period. Uh, the Hurricanes gave up ten unanswered goals across two games. That's ten goals that they didn't respond to over two games. You got it. you can't do that and still think you're going to win a series. So. I mean,
1: all all good points right there, and definitely, I think it it should have been uh, Carolina's backup in the third period. Rod have taken out Mrazik, then that was a bad choice to put him back in for the third period. I think that really shell shocked him when, like Brendan said, ten unanswered goals. That looks really, really bad. I think Carolina's backup. His name escapes me for the time being. Sorry about McElhinney. that.
0: Yeah, McLaney. Say again?
1: Yeah, McElhinney, Yeah. Laney will definitely get the start for game three. If he doesn't and Mrazik's back in, I will be shocked. However, I will say this much they're heading back to Carolina. That's going to be something of a challenge for the Bruins. I think I heard something where they said that Carolina is the only team that has not lost on home ice in the NHL playoffs this year. So. That's pretty- you, you send it back to Carolina, you got the fans who are going to be riled up, who are going to be trying to keep these guys in the matchup. I think they do have their work cut out for them. Both teams, as a matter of fact, Carolina's down too often. They got to really strike back and get game three, because if they don't, that's going to be something very difficult to come back from. Unfortunately, you look back a couple years ago, the Bruins have fallen victim to a 3 nothing collapse against the Philadelphia Flyers. Nobody wants to remember that, but I do and it was painful. The Bruins (laughs) need to come back with their foot on the gas pedal in game three and really drive it down Carolina's throat. Whomever's in net for Carolina, they need to keep hammering like they did this game, because as you saw, either on the power play or even strength, they were hitting goals left and right. Any shot has a chance to go in. Mm Razek looks like Swiss cheese out there. He's Mm letting up goals that should not have gone in, and Tuka Rask is standing on his head. If they make it, all the way, no, no way is anybody else getting the consummate trophy other than Tuka Rask, in my opinion.
2: I agree with that. It's yeah. so, so. You,
0: know, you can't really count out the Carolina Hurricanes. You know, they lost the first two games to Washington, and we all know how that series ended. You know, you two mm-hmm. have seen enough hockey to know that it, it's not over just yet. They're definitely no. not a team yeah. that can come back from 3-0. No way, no way. Mm-hmm. Can't happen
1: not at all. Do you look I mean you look at the other side, you look at the Western Conference. I mean take a look at San Jose. Down and out 3-0 against Vegas and they yeah. absolutely lit up the Golden Knights. My second team, they lit them up. That yeah. major penalty which I still disagree should not have been a major, but at least a double minor, something whatever that's in the past. 4 mm-hmm. goals in 4 minutes is insane. You look at San Jose's performance in Game One against St. Louis; unbelievable. They were lighting up the Blues. They need Carolina needs a game like that. If they can get a game like that, they're back in this series. If not, I think the Bruins take the
2: Eastern Conference. I will say, especially with today's game, Carolina is falling into the same trap that I will say the Maple Leafs fell into, and even the Blue Jackets fell into is all all of these teams are coming out and trying to win the game in the first period. I mean, they come out super fast. They come out super physical and the, you know, slow and steady wins the way this wins the race. The Bruins are coming out as a tortoise. Like, all right, yeah, get one or two goals. You can bang us up. You can body us. We're just, we're going to keep grinding. We're going to trust the process. We're going to use all 60 minutes. And the other teams are getting burnt out trying to win it in the first 20 minutes. I mean, look at the first game. The Bruins got four you – know, no goals in the first two periods and then four in the third period to win it. I mean, today, uh, that wasn't the, the case. They kind of – they laid on the gas from the, the get-go and they kept it going. But all the other games that they wanted was they started out slow, maybe a goal in the first period, maybe two in the second period. But then the third period, it's like they were getting three plus – to win these games they're they're it's i wouldn't even say it's out hustle and they're just the other teams are they're just they just get tired because they thought they wanted the first 20 to 40 minutes and then that that last 20 minutes is where they're losing it so i, I think, think you, that's going to be the curse so if you look at the beginning
1: of the game two if you look at the beginning of this game right here carolina was putting the body on boston they were Absolutely. coming out out of the gates fire under their you know what's and mm. they were strong they were physical yep. with boston But they let that down. They took stupid penalties. You look at that penalty that Williams took on Marchand, and Marchand gave it to him. And that's where you're getting under their skin. Marchand gets you. Everyone hates him because he's a dirty player. He's this, he's that. I won't argue with any of that because it's true. But he gets under their skin. He got under Williams' skin. You got to imagine that all of the chance of Dougie from the TD Garden Crown is getting under Mm. Hamilton's skin. That that, uh, little hit after the sixth goal, uh, I don't know about that, and that didn't really sit well with the Boston fans. Nor did it sit well with the Bruins. You saw them immediately go to their team to defend oh, yeah. that to defend Bacchus. I think it's mm-hmm. it's uh, it's really just one of these things where they they really need to find out where they're at. Carolina seems lost.
2: Hmm. I'll i agree with that. So
0: yeah, I it's hard to find a hard to find an identity when you when you're getting blown up. 10 goals, 10 unanswered goals like that. I, I mean the frustration's gotta be mounting up for this team.
1: I will say getting those two goals at the end of the game for Carolina did help them. If they got shut out 6-0, yeah. different story heading back to Raleigh. I think the first goal that Carolina scored was good.
2: That was beautiful. That was beautiful a beautiful goal. goal.
1: They're very good with dirty goals like that in front of the net, getting deflections, getting tips, yeah. even tips off of other Bruin defenseman, you know, mm-hmm. off a stick, off a skate anything yep. like that, and you've seen some of these goals that have gone off posts, off Tuka's mm-hmm. shoulder. He got yep. drilled in the helmet. He just got drilled right in the forehead. The second, goal, the second goal was garbage. Tuca should not yeah, have been in the his... net. That was terrible.
2: He, no, it was good he came out of the net. He just didn't look to where he was passing the puck. I don't remember what Bruins player was in the way, but he essentially had a screen on the Hurricane player at the blue line, and that's why Tuke chucked it in that direction. It was like, oh, that's going right to a bad guy. Now I got to try to get back when I'm 30 feet out from the goal. And, you know, tuke has been known to make a bad play like that. He lets in some absolute muffins from time to time. And, I mean, I feel like he was just a little a little overconfident coming out and making a play like that. He didn't take the half second to, to do
0: the right thing. Right. No. Brendan, I have a question for you. So, over yeah. the years, you've been really critical of Tuka Rask. Yeah. Has, he, has he changed your mind, or does he still have to win the Stanley Cup for that to happen?
2: He's got to win the Stanley Cup because, I mean, <laughs> Ready? Because look, he let in that absolute muffin goal today by coming yeah. out too far and playing it wrong. And then in the first game where the hurricane player drove in, I don't know where they got their second goal. I mean, he got five hole on on a short hit, on on the short side. It's like yeah. to keep you to hug the post, keep the pads on the ice, and that doesn't go in. And you just you can't just let those trickle in. So he lets he lets at least one muffin in every game. I say let two get a shutout at least one time, but I know he's going to let in some garbage goal at some point in time. Wait, did he have any? So He's had a couple, a couple. Okay. okay, all right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> all
1: Boston. Right. Boston's fans are definitely ruthless like that in the sense that you can be fantastic all year long, and if you don't finish the job, they will. Slaughter it don't you. It, doesn't yeah, it doesn't matter hurt. one bit. You could go, you know, for the for the Bruins. You could have gone eighty two and zero, yeah. and you lose in the first round, and you get slaughtered. You lose in yep. the Stanley Cup, you get slaughtered.
0: That's one of the great things about the Northeast. Like, so obviously, I live in Philly. I'm from New York. I know the New England area well, going to school there. But as soon as you leave that little hub, it's like, like so I'll go to a Penguins game, right? And and the fans there, there's like zero intensity by comparison. <laughs> and, it, and it's brutal because it's like, this is my home ice. Like, I want to be cheering on my team here. And it's like, Absolutely. it's just, it's not, there's just a key bit of excitement missing. Like, I'll go to a Phillies game and start rooting for the Phillies because the fans <laughs> really get into it. Mm -hmm. but i i don't know i'd love to go to a nashville game they those those fans they get really riled up down there for the predators that's
1: and that's where you see too where it's like you know you're looking at you've seen the games in san jose you've seen the games out in vegas they are electric those crowds are electric out there and you wouldn't imagine that like who would have thought san jose of all places was a good hockey uh city Who would have thought Las Vegas would be such a good hockey city? And even like you said, Nick, who thought Nashville would be a good hockey city? But these cities really rile behind their teams, and they get pumped. Win or loss, they're there every single night cheering their butts off. So I think that really
2: speaks for something. When Boston played in CBJ, and they they took them out of the series in Game 6— I don't, not a single fan left that game, even when they were down a considerable amount in that game. No one left. They stayed all the way to the end. They stayed afterwards to cheer them on. I mean, they filled that arena up when they were playing at TD Garden to sit and just watch the game on the Jumbotron. I mean, those right. are some hardcore dedicated fans. That absolutely has an effect on the game. So.
0: The other thing, too, you have to remember, Vegas, Vegas and San Jose only have one sports team at the moment. We know the Raiders mm-hmm. are moving to Vegas. The San Jose, they don't have any other prospects for teams. Nope. They, they've been talking about the athletics maybe moving there for a while, but that's that's not happening anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they got a new stadium deal. Nashville, of course, yeah. has the Titans, but that that's a different story. So, so it's exciting. You have you have something to root for now, whereas Vegas really didn't have anything. I, I would assume yeah. they sort of just were all over the place, maybe the L.A. teams or the Phoenix teams because it's the next yeah.
1: city. Yeah, I, um, I can vouch for that. They're definitely, like, when you – when I was out there on vacation – it was very Kings. It was very Ducks. It was very um, uh, Sharks. Like you had a lot of those teams in there too. But a lot of the West Coast teams, like that, yeah, of course. Um, especially too, just because of the time difference. You know, you've got all of these uh, games that are happening at seven o'clock on the East Coast, but it's only four uh, back yeah. uh, back in Vegas. You know, when I went to it was Bruins nights, it was like a three o'clock game or something. So then I came out of the arena, and it was like 6. You still have the rest of the night. You're that's still hanging night. out. And you're having a good time. Yeah. So it's like you yeah. go to a game, you party, you have a good time, and you still got tons more time to go. So Yeah,
2: that's fair.
0: <laughs> well, while we're on the subject of the East Coast, we should talk about the other series going on, right?
2: I guess so. <laughs>
0: Probably. <laughs> <laughs> to see what's down the line. To see yeah. what's down the line. So so are you thinking sharks, or are we thinking blues? What, what, do, we, what do we have?
1: Honestly, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. From what I saw in game 1 and I hope that the Sharks can keep the pedal down, I got to believe San Jose and I think if I'm going to make a prediction now, I'm seeing Bruins Sharks. I think that's a great matchup, especially to considering the underlying factor of you've got the Bruins versus a former Bruin in Joe Thornton. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to Root against the Sharks, obviously, for Joe Thornton's sake, I would love to see him get a Stanley Cup before he finishes out what has been an amazing career. But at the same time, too, I'm, I'm going Bruins. I think if I'm going to talk ratings-wise, you're not getting the good ratings out of Carolina. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe, you know, I feel like a Blues-Bruins would be okay it's kind of that older rivalry, the blues aren't necessarily original six, but they've definitely been around yeah. the block for a little longer. So I don't know, but I think, I think St. Louis needs to get back into it. Honestly, St. Louis just felt to me like they were gassed. Um, I felt like San Jose really had the momentum and they kept that going and being in the shark tank helped a lot too. So
2: I, I have to agree with Scott for the most part, as much as I don't like the sharks, um, I think they're going to end up winning that series. I want the Blues to win just because this year is the 49-year anniversary of Bobby Orr scoring that goal to win the Stanley Cup for the Bruins against the St. Louis Blues. So it would be like, Oh, let's get let's get that back a little little <laughs> nostalgia run for this. Um, the, half the goals that San Jose got the other night was off of turnovers in their own end. And if you're going to turn the puck over in your own end, with the amount of talent that's on the Sharks team, they're going to make it pay the price. So and I we haven't brought it up yet. I'm gonna say it because I'm I'm in all the subreddits and all the okay. subreddits are saying it. What is going on with the officiating? Cause a lot of the goals that the Sharks got the other night came off the power play as well. And those were softer than some Tootsie Roll Fruit Cup calls that they were that they were making. <laughs> there. So and it's been and it's been wild in every series that you go to. They call either little tic-tacky penalties or they let major things go or they're missing big things or they're calling every little minor minor thing and it's it's affecting the gameplay. And um, I think we've been fortunate enough so far to not see any players get t- severely injured. But I mean, I hate to say it, Charlie McAvoy's hit on um, Panarin the other day. That was that was shoulder-to-head contact. He got some of the body, but he hit him in the head. He should have gotten, you know, the five-minute major, 10-minute game misconduct and should have been gone for the game. He served his one-game suspension because, you know, it's his first offense, so in line with the league and how they do things. But, I mean, there's going to be other things. Like, there have been other hits like that. There's been absolutely um, completely missed boarding calls, missed slashes, hooks, you know, slew foots, all those things. And it's just getting worse and worse and worse. So I think something, someone needs to take a look at the officiating from this playoffs, um, this this year's playoffs, and they got to sit down with all the linesmen and have a talk.
1: You I look mean, back at the early part. Sorry, Nick. No, You no, look no, like, back go. at the early part real quick. You look back at the early part of the the playoffs. I think the big ones that were really truly enforced and deserved to be Nazem Kadri Maple Leafs yeah. awful awful hit. He deserved to be out for that mm-hmm. and repeat offender. That was definitely in there with that. Yep. I don't remember if anyone was suspended for it, but the Pavelski hit, which led to the major in the Vegas San Jose game, which led to the four goals. I don't know if anyone was suspended for that. That was severe. Yes. However, I don't yep. think there was any malintent to that. I just think it was one of those weird freak plays where he just yep. kind of like fell and it would just, it, it got bad, but um, yep. nobody has gotten severely hurt with with that exception, I think that's still been the only bad one. But
2: yeah, but he, um, I mean, he came back two games
1: later. So. Right. So, Nick, go ahead.
0: You know, I was going to bring up the Pavelski hit too, but you, you kind of summed that all up. I don't, I don't know. For, for me, I just feel like officiating, if there's no way to make it perfect no. without completely mm-hmm. slowing down this game to the point where everything is reviewed. And to me, that, yep. that would just drive me nuts. Through the years, mm-hmm. I can think of a dozen or so instances where, you know, a play sh- a call should have been made and, and maybe it would be helping my team win and, and maybe it would be against my team. And I felt like, whoop, got away with that pretty bad. I remember uh, right. one instance, it was in the 2009 Stanley Cup Finals, uh, the Penguins had too many men on the ice for, I want to say, a minute and a half. <laughs> and then when the shift mm-hmm. ended, the shift ended and they were just like, oh shit, they, they just got their five guys out there. Nobody knows except for the announcers who were screaming about it the whole time. So, so oh, these geez. things have happened in hockey for a very long time. There's another instance from this season uh, that I was going to bring up, and now it slips my brain hole. Well, there well, another too many ahead. men on the ice. As if it's the
2: too many men on the ice one, because in the the Sharks game seven game, that's what happened against the uh, who are they playing the Avalanche. That was it, and it was like and they looked it up in the rule book. The Avalanche player was going to the bench. He was at the door, stepping into the bench on the other side of the blue line, and they came back across the puck, and they got called for the offsides, which or the sorry, not offsides, the too many men on the ice, which then led to the power play, which led to them getting getting that game with goal. So it's just like, then they went and looked up the rule book. It's like, oh, it says as long as you're like going into the bench, like it's fine but that got caught on the ice and the bruise game against CBJ, the puck clearly went up and hit the net and came back down and then Panera put it in the back of the net, which we had a two goal lead. Now they cut the lead in half. That's a momentum changer. And it's like, Oh yeah, that definitely went off the net. But the rule says if it goes off the net and somebody makes a pass, then it's fine. But you know, if you're more than half a millimeter offsides that plays coming back and getting reviewed and you know, no worries about it. So they're, they're, it's weird which ones they're willing to review and enforce and go in depth for and versus other ones. That um, they're not, and still the, the controversy, as always, is what constitutes goaltender interference. <laughs>
0: right.
2: So well, that's always the argument. Right.
0: So, so do you think that because I know you're, you're basically calling BS here on, on some of these uh, plays? Do you think the NHL is tampering here to get the best teams, or so to speak, into the finals?
2: Um, I think the we're going down. To I don't want to get the tinfoil hat out, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. I,
1: Honestly, I'll say no, simply because if you wanted the best teams in there, the Lightning would still be kicking wow. right now, and they had an early exit.
0: Best teams yeah. to a degree. I mean, think about it. Yeah. The best teams of the last three years, all of them, out. You know, the out. Bruins. So, so the Bruins and the Sharks for some, somehow made it past that cut. But right. the Jets, the Jets, Predators, Capitals, Penguins, Lightning, and who else am I forgetting here? Um
1: Vegas probably. Vegas
0: and Vegas all out in the first or second round. And so you yeah, but thank- you're left with I mean some great storylines here. Personally, I think the Blues have the best storyline of all from last place to Western Conference Finals. And yeah. essentially you end up with you know the only two big market teams left being the uh being the Bruins and and being San Jose.
1: San Jose.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. I'll just say.
2: But so, so just like that how, how big of a story is that? It's like okay, what well, we got to we have one original six team left in here. Then we have St. Louis blues who in January were dead last in the league to, like you said, Western conference finals, San Jose always makes some strong runs, always makes some good argument. But now, now they're finally in a position to to capitalize on everything. You know, like you said, Joe Thornton, everybody wants to see him win a Stanley cup before he retires. So he's getting up there in age and how no one knows how many seasons he's going to have left. And you yeah. have the Hurricanes, who haven't been there since, what, 2004
1: or whatever? Six, something, somewhere yeah, around there. Something early at, it, yeah.
0: 2006, they won the Cup. Well, the last won. time they made it this far was 2009. They were swept by the Penguins.
2: Yeah, so it's just like now they're they're getting their fan base back and being relevant again. So
0: Love that storm surge. I want more <sighs> of those.
2: Bunch of totally. jerks.
1: Honestly, I enjoyed that. I you, you know me being the Connecticut guy and hating the Carolinas guts for everything that they've done.
0: I enjoyed that. That was I actually fun. Did too. come on. <clears throat> I did Have
2: too. I just like to quote Don Cherry. <laughs> yeah.
0: It was different. So. It's it's all it's different. But yeah, sometimes sometimes you need a little different. Hockey's always always been a little bit different than the other leagues. I mean, I, I know every time I watch with somebody who doesn't watch hockey they're always asking me questions like, Well, why do they all skate on the ice with their sticks up in the air? Why are they doing this right? It's like it, it's just what you do. Like, why that's would you throw weird. a thirty dollar hat on the ice when your favorite <laughs> player scores three goals? Like, that's what you do. I don't care that's how much I pay for talent,
2: this hat. Talent.
1: It's like last year in the in the finals when they were hosting in Vegas. Everyone's like, What the heck is this show and dance or whatever? I was like, Come on, if you're yeah. at the game, you're be damned. Cool. That was
2: it awesome. Was cool. It was cool.
0: It so, was so sick. I loved it. Yeah, so I I have to say, and I'm sorry, Brendan. I told you I would be rooting for the Bruins, but if a, <laughs> if they end up against the Sharks, I I kind of have to root for the. The Sharks have always been my number two. It killed me to root against them. The last time they made it this far, if they get in there, I kind of want to see Joe Thornton win it and then retire.
1: Was it Sharks Penguins? Was it Sharks Penguins? It, it was in
0: 2000, uh, 2016. Yeah, recall, it was Sharks penguins and as and i love i love always the sharks have always been my number two don't don't let me play as them in nhl on the Xbox because <laughs> i will crush you as the sharks with them getting bakov in net but uh
1: um, off oh man love that
0: guy but uh yeah i don't i don't know i just i'd love to see joe thornton win it and retire and it would be so much sweeter for him to do it again i'm sorry but against the Burma. it's oh absolutely, absolutely.
2: I, I'll, I'll respect it I'll respect it I don't have to like it but I'll respect it
1: okay. I think it's I think it's on the mentality too and they're not, it wasn't like that when they played back in 2001 but when the Avalanche won and Ray Bork finally got his uh, exactly. Stanley Cup it wasn't it wasn't against the Bruins but at yeah. least like you saw Bruins Nation was rooting their yeah. ass for him so
2: he deserves it he finally needs to get one we're glad he got one it wasn't the team we wanted him to so that's why I'm respecting Nick's argument is is because yeah. of that Trask
1: versus Jones is going to be a great goalie matchup, though, if if they make it. If San Jose and Boston makes it, Tuca versus Martin Jones is going to be phenomenal. Mark my words. Also,
2: what's going to be interesting is what? End of February was the last game that the Bruins and Sharks played, and there's a lot of bad blood. I mean, Kane tried to show Chara. He got a game misconduct, and he got kicked out. There was a lot of... uh, um, borderline hits let's say so there was a lot of hurt feelings in that series and it was one of those well, we'll see you next season and figure it out but now we might see you in the finals well February wasn't that long ago so let's let's find out and I'm sure Marshand will piss somebody off so it's always given little ball of hate comes through he does his job,
0: <laughs> <laughs> job. alright so before we end it Scott I'm not sure if you're a Game of Thrones fan but I always have to talk about it with Brendan <laughs> on the show um. So, Brendan, I think Cersei Lannister is gonna die tonight.
1: Ooh. I think
0: Euron Greyjoy is gonna die tonight, and I think Jamie is either gonna die or come pretty damn close.
2: So, yeah, no, I agree. All the Lannisters are dead. Euron's dead. Even, I think wait,
0: even Tyrion's gonna die.
2: Oh yeah, they're both they're both gonna be gone. Man. Okay, all right. So yeah, I think they're all gonna be. I think Varus is gonna be dead. I don't know who's gonna kill him, but I think I do think Varus has
0: to die. They predicted this two (laughs) seasons ago. He has to
2: die. I know. Both both Clegane's are gonna die. We're gonna get Clegane Bowl, but they're both gonna die. They're both dead. So, but there's a theory that I read today, and if it comes true, I probably won't watch this the series finale. But it's the theory that Danny's actually gonna turn into a dragon herself because that's she's so no. mad and that's it was prophesy it was prophesized like back in season two when she went into the weird house to get her baby dragons back. Yeah. So it was like prophesied. Yeah. So it was, like, yeah. Yeah. So it was the, like that and the trailer uh, for tonight's episode at the end of the last episode, they're like, well she only has one dragon. She's on it and Euron's like looking up and you hear a dragon. It's like, oh it's gonna be her. So she's gonna go mess up the ships and then she's gonna go and destroy King's Landing. <laughs> and bake everybody because that's where like oh there was like a snow covered throne in that same episode that she saw but it's yeah. actually not snow ash from the city that she burned down that, which will okay, be that continue.
0: i can see i think she's i don't think she's gonna turn into a damn dragon
2: but if she does <laughs> i quit i'm over
0: i'm done <laughs> that's fair that's fair so. scott um, do you care to weigh in
1: here I have not even seen one single episode, so I'm just okay. going to nod and agree and just... Stand uh, it.
0: Like, no. yeah, there. You <laughs> go. What's really great is this is going to air after the episode, so we're either going to sound really smart or really stupid. What's going to be
1: that the dragon thing comes true, and then you're going to be like, what
0: the hell? <laughs> I'll have to rescind <laughs> all my comments if she turns into a dang <laughs> dragon. <laughs> Oh my
2: God! Watching, uh, watching the playoffs though. Um, I remember the we did uh, one of we did this video like before the playoffs started yes. and all the predictions. I was like, wrong, so wrong, <laughs> wrong on every account for the most part. And I was like, oh God, that didn't age, those predictions didn't age well at all.
0: I don't remember what we said. What were? Do you remember our predictions?
2: It was going to be, um, like, Bru- Bruins were going to win, and then it was the Lightning were going to win, and then it was going to be Bruins oh, versus yeah. Lightning. That could have gone either way. Capitals were going to make it to the, the Eastern Finals as well. You know, I don't oh, remember win the first round. <laughs> yeah, so like Penguins were going to win in the first round, but then lose in the second round. And then, like, the West was going to be Calgary and Nashville were going to, like, go all the way. Oh, my God. So were you it drunk was... when we said that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, and we were super confident about it, man. We were super confident. The I remember you saying the Blues were, are totally gassed, like they're done. And you had no I predicted the Sharks getting Bruin. swept, man. Oh my
2: God. I predicted the Sharks swept in round one, man.
0: you were like, yeah, the Nobody, Islanders, they're going to look terrible.
2: They're going to be gone.
1: <laughs> Nobody gave Columbus any chance
2: whatsoever, no, and they just mopped no. the floor,
1: and it's like everyone's just like, all right, so <laughs>
2: I'm pretty sure I uttered the word lightning in three for that
0: series. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was funny because that whole time, like, okay, penguins are getting crushed every night, but I was still happy seeing the lightning also getting crushed because at least it's a worse story than the penguins losing.
2: Yeah, liked it a little bit.
0: All right. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show. As usual, it was a pleasure, Brendan and Scott. We hope you have you. Hope you have you guys on again. Maybe if the uh, Bruins actually make it to the finals.
1: Fingers <laughs> crossed. Let's hope it works. Go, Whalers, Let's everybody. Go. <laughs> go, Whalers. All
0: right, guys. The actual Whalers, though. The actual Whalers. Oh, of course. The real Whalers, <laughs> not the fake Whalers. Of course. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Nick. And before I continue our talk about hockey, I just want to update you a little bit on the Raptors 76ers game. The Raptors, they took the lead. It's the end of the third quarter right now. It is 67 60. I'll say it again, 67, 64, uh, Toronto, they, they had a couple of nice baskets, I suppose. I'm not really watching, I'm just kind of seeing the updates here, uh, so I'm going to keep updating you as we go through. A couple big stories from this weekend, the National Predators, National Predators, <laughs> sounds like a really bad Nicolas Cage movie. The Nashville Predators uh, are interested in possibly bringing in Matt Duchesne, who was, uh, Traded around the league last season, uh, landed with the Columbus Blue Jackets before, uh, well, you know how it ended for them against the Bruins. Uh, but it would be really nice to pair him up with a guy like P.K. Subban in front of the net. Uh, I think Matthew Shane would be a really nice addition for, for Nashville. Really, any team, any team looking to upgrade, you're going to want this guy. Uh, flyers on the trading block could be Shane Gustus Bear, good old Ghost Bear, favorite I hate the Flyers, but I gotta I gotta say that guy's have an awesome name, awesome name, awesome nickname. Uh, so we'll see what happens, but he's going to be on the trading block most likely for the Flyers, who will yet again enter rebuild mode. And the Islanders, we're going to talk about them for a moment. The New York Islanders, you know, they played their last um, their last they played half of their games this season on Long Island at Nassau Coliseum. When they went back to the Barclays Center for the second round of the playoffs, it was the first time they played there since mid-February. What kind of home field advantage is that? Home ice advantage, what do you want to talk about? But the Islanders are in a precarious situation here. They're waiting for for they're, – they're hoping to build a new park in Belmont, uh, not very far away uh, that would be uh, – in the Long Island, Queens area, so they'll get to remain on that identity. They're not leaving the island geographically yet, folks. Uh, so, Islanders are are hoping to build a new arena here. In the meantime, you're stuck playing some games at the Barclays Center, some games at the Old Barn, Nassau Coliseum, not very close to where I grew up, saw some great hockey games there over the years, uh, mostly rooting for the team behind me there, those Pittsburgh Penguins, but... Um, you know, it, it's really unfortunate that your home home ice advantage just goes right out the window like that. I mean, they won. They crushed Pittsburgh first round of the playoffs. And then the second round, totally swept by Carolina. Nobody saw it coming. I didn't see it coming. They didn't see it coming. They got crushed in two games played at the Barclays Center. That is not home ice. And if you're going to play there next year for the playoffs in the playoffs, hoping you make the playoffs, then you better play more games there at the end of the season, not in the beginning of the season. That's just my little soapbox. I'm jumping on hockey soapboxes today. Um, I don't particularly have much love for the Islanders, but uh, I gotta say you gotta you, you gotta feel for them in a situation like that. Um, there's another point I wanted to make here, but uh, I'll leave you I'll leave you stewing with that little tidbit of information oh it it, it was this it's actually that the Islanders make more money in the Barclays Center even though they don't get the same amount of fans and there's just not the same passion not the same passion they get at Nassau Coliseum where you have the real Islanders fans that show up there so uh, it makes more sense financially for them to play their games at Barclays but if you're trying to win playoff games you're going to want to play at Nassau Coliseum so hopefully they figure something out okay good now I'm off that uh, I'm off that little soapbox and uh, ready to take a little commercial break um so when we return, we got to talk baseball, and then we're gonna we're gonna cut to the end of the show here. Get me home. Get me back. I'll watch some Game of Thrones. Yes. All right, fans, stick with us. Sports, sports, sports. We will be right back. It's Schultz working it back
1: in deep, fresh right from the bench. It's Crosby. Crosby on Kunitz. <laughs> Penguins win it, and they go in the final. Chris Kunitz with the second of the game. Fresh legs by Crosby, and a bunch of happy
0: humans here in Pittsburgh. Hello friends, has this ever happened to you? You're walking down the street, you're super hungry, and you go to reach for a licorice stick and, ah, oh, you don't have one. Well, now that's no longer a problem with the licorice machine. That's right, this nifty 40-pound backpack straps straight to your back with a tube that connects directly to your mouth. Anytime you're hungry, just suck that delicious licorice right out of the tube, you suck it right up in your mouth and you enjoy the spoils of that. Alright, that's a pretty bad advertisement. But you know what would work better here? Something of your own design. Do you have an ad? Something you're trying to sell? Maybe just a happy message to share with my fans? Well, this is your chance. Email me, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. All right, fans. Pretty soon, basketball and baseball will be over, which means we have a whole summer of baseball to talk about, and I love baseball, I really do. But um, it's gonna be some slow talking in the summertime. So, uh, anyway, let's uh, let's get into this this weekend's games. Mother's Day always fun for baseball, so let's look at it. Cubs and Brewers playing this weekend. Now, the Cubs have had one of the best records in baseball over the last few, uh, over the last month, really. Um, and they proved it, well, maybe not necessarily. Brewers did beat the Cubs 7 nothing on Friday. Cubbies got the win in the 15th thanks to a home run by Wilson Contreras. That was yesterday. And right now, they're currently uh, in a heated battle. Cubs are head one nothing top of the third. Uh, those folks in Chicago will probably know more about that game by the time this show airs. Angels and Orioles. Uh, Angels took the first two games, eight to three, seven to two. Uh, Albert Pujols two home runs, three RBIs to put them on top. But uh, they lost then today to the Orioles, five to one. So two blow, three blowout games, just one of them going towards the other side. White Sox hand the Blue Jays two losses this weekend, five to one today, seven to two on Saturday. But they did lose to the Blue Jays uh, on Friday, four to three. Three wild games between the Rays and Yankees, cementing the Yankees. Top spot in the AL East. They won on Friday. They lost on Saturday 7-2 thanks to you, Yandy Diaz, home runs. Two Yandy Diaz, home runs. And um, and then won today 7-1. Aaron Hicks, the next Yankee on the DL who could be coming back. Yankees are getting healthy once again. And the rest of the major League should look out. The Seattle Mariners, they were outscored 34-8 from the Boston Red Sox. They led up 34 runs against Boston. Uh, Earlier last week, they had a 500 record against the Yankees. And then they have lost, uh, I I think five straight games at this point. Uh, No, I'm sorry. It's four straight. They've lost four straight games. They had a winning record at some point in the last five games, but that is uh, slowly erasing as now they're 20 and 23. Red Sox continue to roll. Mariners can't get it done against the Mets, losing 11-2 uh, on Friday and then 4-1 to yesterday. Today, their game was postponed thanks rain in New York. And so they'll play a doubleheader, I believe, on August 5th to make up for that one. Rangers in a four-game series against the Astros. They are swept in what's now being called the Mother's Day Massacre. Uh, 34 runs, I believe, versus uh, 11. So absolutely myrtleized. Is that a word? Myrtleized? It is now. Absolutely power horsed by the Houston Astros. And the Twins and Tigers in an even series. They split it. Twins won 6 0 on Friday. And then the doubleheader yesterday uh, had one game for each team. And then today's game, Tigers won 5 3. So nice even spit. Tyson Ross, he will be out for the foreseeable future for the Tigers to some lateral elbow neuritis. As a PT, I can tell you, that's not fun. Pirates in a four-game series against the Cardinals. They started off getting killed on Thursday, 17-4 to St. Louis. But they said, nah, no way. We're not letting that happen to us. And so they ended up winning the doubleheaders. Yes, both games on um, yesterday, on f- Saturday. I can't even remember what day of the week it is. And then won uh, today's game 10-6. Cardinals with a bit of a power outage against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Philadelphia Phillies, my current home base. Uh, they uh, they beat the Royals in two games this weekend. They did lose five to one on Friday, uh, but then won seven nothing yesterday and six one today. Philly Philly keeps on going strong. San Diego capping off a pretty darn good week with some not pretty darn good games against the Rockies. They lost 7-10 to today. Or 10-7, to sorry. They got crushed on Friday, 12-2. And uh, they did get the win. They did pick up the win. Their record's now 22-8 and after beating the Rockies on Saturday. Well, they're, they're 22-19. 22-8. 22-19. <laughs> I'm losing it. Totally losing it, folks. And the Athletics, they got the best of Indian the Indians in a three-game series, uh, winning both Friday, and Saturday, losing today, five to three. Most importantly, though, Dallas Braden, who if you remember nine years ago, had an epic, perfect game for the Oakland Athletics. Well, Dallas celebrated. All the way up in the nosebleeds by himself with a nice cold beer and some pictures on Instagram. You should definitely go check it out. He looks like he's seen some better days. We don't know what Dallas is up to nowadays, but with the awesome beard that he's supporting, you know it's something cool. Diamondbacks and Braves, they were in a four-game series as well. Diamondbacks getting Uh, one of the three wins. So they did win on Thursday, three to two, but then lost the next three Braves ended up with a winning record and Diamondbacks looking a little bit weaker after the whole ordeal. I should also mention that Zach Granke, the man took, Two minutes to throw a gosh darn pitch because he couldn't agree with the catcher. And then the uh, the, the batter kept stepping out of the box. But two darn minutes. I mean, the, the MLB, the baseball world's been fighting over how long these games are taking. <laughs> and you have to take two minutes between each pitch. I know you get something like $50 every time you throw a pitch, but come on, man. Dodgers and Nationals in a pretty boring series, and I'll tell you why it's boring, because you had three blowout goose-egg games. Nationals won 6-0 Thursday, Dodgers won 5-0 on uh, Friday, Nationals won 5-2 on Saturday, and then yesterday was 6-0 for the Dodgers. So three games in which the opposing team did not score a single, uh, I want to say goal, too busy thinking about hockey, single run. Uh, So, like I said, boring. Last but not least, Cincinnati and the Giants, he winning 7-0 on Saturday, uh, on Wednesday, and then they won again on Thursday before dropping it uh, uh, today. I mean, honestly, both of these teams, the Reds are 18-23, and 23, Giants are 17-23, and 23, so not really much excitement going on there between either of these two squads. And let's talk standings while we're at it. Uh, the Twins are on top of the Central. They're four games ahead of the Indians now, six and four for their last 10. Young team for the Twins. Uh, Indians, they've been showing that they're getting weaker every season since they made it to the World Series, so I'm not shocked here. And then behind that, you got Detroit, the White Sox, and then last place, you have the Royals at 14 and 27. Uh, let's move on to the Western Division uh, for the East. Um, here we go. Astros, they are way ahead of they're the only team in this division with a winning record, to be honest with you. 16 and uh, 16, 26 and 15, eight and two for their last 10 with a five game winning streak. Currently behind them, you have the Angels at 19 and 21 Mariners 20 and 23. They did have a winning record. Uh, We kind of talked about that already. They just kind of blew it in the last four games. And then you have the Angels in last place of the Rangers who also they really blew it the last four games. And then moving on to the East, the Rays are. I'm sorry. I said earlier the Yankees were ahead of the Eastern Conf, the Eastern Division. It's not true. The AL East is still ruled by the Reds by ha- Rays by half a game. Uh, 24 and 15 for the Rays. The Yankees are 24 and 16. Red Sox three games behind the two of them. Um, and then you got the Blue Jays who. They're 2-8 and eight for their last 10, so they're really starting to look terrible. And the Orioles are 14-26. and 26. The Yankees and Red Sox, two really scary teams right now. Expect them to be number one and number two in whichever order you darn well please by the end of the season. NL West, the Western division for the National League. Dodgers are ahead in this one, 26 27-16. Four games back behind the Diamondbacks. Four games ahead of the Diamondbacks, I'm sorry. At uh twenty twenty-two-nineteen. Padres tied with them twenty-two-nineteen. Uh, but both teams looked really bad this weekend. Diamondbacks losing three straight. Padres, they've lost five of their last five, five of their last ten games. And then you got the Rockies and the Giants, who are They're just kind of hanging around in the central. The Cubbies are on top eight and two in their last 10. They look great right now. One game ahead of the Brewers behind them are the Padres at 20 to 20 and 17. Uh, They did win three this weekend. They're at seven and three in their last 10. Then you got the Cardinals who, no, just a week ago, they were, they were number one in the division. Now They're not Uh, all three of those teams, all four of those teams. Unfortunately, only three, if it came down to it would get into the playoffs so right now it would be the Bruins and either the Padres or the um, or the Diamondbacks, depending on how their their division shakes out. I think it would be the Diamondbacks though for the West for the for the wildcard teams. And then uh, let's go over to the East. Phillies of course on top, Braves right behind them, three games behind. In fact, the Mets with a losing record, but they're also four games behind first place, so it's not that bad. And then you have the Nationals and of course the. Oh, the Marlins ten and twenty nine. Gotta love them. Lost their last five. They've only won two of their last ten. Go Marlins! Yeah, guys, you can do it. All right, I am just messing around. Just a quick update on the uh, Raptors seventy ers game. Raptors, they're ahead seventy to sixty six, and uh, we'll remain with you uh, towards till the end of that game because I, I want to know what happens here. You'll already know by the time you read this, hear this, listen to this podcast, and. Or watch it, I guess if you watch the YouTube channel. But I'm just talking on my butt here. Alright, let's uh, uh let's talk let's talk a little more about baseball here. So I, I already mentioned I'm kinda of mad about the whole Zach Granky thing. I mean it took the guy it took the time guy more time than it takes to make a hot pocket. Two minutes to throw a pitch. You can watch the video online. It literally takes him two minutes to throw one gosh darn pitch. Now, I thought for a moment what else could you do in that two-minute span, right? So I got a whole list here, 40 things you could do. It's actually in one minute or less, um, but some of these might take a little longer depending on who you are. This is by, from uh, manmadediy.com. 40 things you can make your bed. It's not a bad one. Go around your house, pick up all the dishes, drinking glasses on your nightstand and coffee table. I don't usually leave those around, but okay. Trim your toenails. Heck yeah. Clean off your computer desk. You can wipe off your bathroom mirror. Open all the mail-in envelopes you know aren't important, but you hold on to anyway. Pull in your trash recycling bins and compost bins from the curb. Plug in your phone and charge it. Take the pit pile of shoes by the front door or under the coffee table, whatever, and put them where they belong. That might take a little more than two minutes if you have as many shoes as my wife and I. Uh, you can wash that plate or cereal bowl instead of putting it in the sink. Take all the receipts and papers and bags out of your car. That could take a long time as well. Pack up your computer, wipe off your refrigerator. Send that one email you've kind of been avoiding. Clean off the coffee pot or just toss the filter and grounds out now, not later. Floss your teeth. Come on guys, that takes less than two minutes. You can do that. Go through your text messages. Make sure you haven't actually replied to the important ones, not just replied in your head. I do that all the time. Invite your spouse or partner for some intimate time later. Uh, Microwave a bowl of half white vinegar and half water. Uh, What? All right. Clean out your browser tabs. Replenish your toilet paper reserves. Throw all your dirty clothes in the hamper or laundry basket. Water your plants. Stack up books, magazines, records, DVD players, media library, etc. that you're currently enjoying. Switch out your bathroom towels. Take your vitamins. Take those vitamins. Gotta love them. Look away from the computer screen. I just can't do that. Refill your soap dispensers. Stand up and take a walk. Two minutes, people. Two minutes. Zach Greinke's not going to throw a pitch in that time. Put, it, put on sunscreen. Well, it was nighttime. That doesn't matter. Smile. Just really, really big smile. Like this. I can't do it. I know. I can't do it. Download current episodes of your favorite podcasts. Like the Sports 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 Podcast with Nick Draco. Tell someone that you love them. Aww. Do 30 push ups. Take all the coats and jackets off the hooks and back on the back of the door and hang them up in the closet. Shake out the doormats and bathroom rugs. Sweep up underneath the toe kick on your kitchen cabinets. Oh, yeah, definitely. You should be doing that every time. Uh, rapid coil your cables, headphones, and power cords, and close your eyes and breathe deeply for 60 seconds. You'll feel better. Trust me. Or trust the article. Again, that was for manmadeDIY.com. Um, so all of those things could have been done in that two-minute span we waited for Zach Frankie to throw a gosh-darn pitch and ruin baseball for everybody. For that, Zach, you are our Athlete of the Week. Feel free to email us at sports 3 xpodcast at gmail.com to claim... Your trophy. A little update on the Raptors game: seventy-five to seventy-three. Uh, I maybe I won't have that final score for you. We'll wait after maybe after the the credits roll. I'll get it to you. Um. Oh man. Oh man. What else? All right. Well, we're just gonna wrap this thing up. So special thanks, of course, to Johanna Albert. She is the logo editor. She is the content editor. She is the set designer for the Sports 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 Podcast with Nick Drago. Today, she was also our audio engineer, so I got to thank her for that because it was getting scary with Brendan and Scott. They could hear me. I couldn't hear them. Yeah, she was the first person I called. So, audio engineer of the day goes to Joe Hannah Albert. Um, what else? Special thanks, Josh. Uh, if you like the music for the podcast, it's a song called Golden Sunrise. Uh, by Josh Woodward. You can find a link to his website in our show notes. Uh, he's got some good music on there, so listen in. And then, of course, uh, special thanks to NBC Sports for allowing us to use their video content um, along with some other uh, video news sites. Uh, they should all be bugged. So thanks, guys. Please don't sue us. And then, of course, uh, special thanks to our social media warriors, Lois Butler, Mary Kay Albert, my own mom, Happy Mother's Day, Lori Draco. And, of course, all our other friends, special thanks to Scott Roberts Jr. for joining us today. And Brendan O'Keefe, I hope our Game of Thrones uh, predictions are correct. And if you like what I heard, I, I like what I heard, if you like what you heard, you can listen in every week, every Sunday... Uh, just find us on Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube, or the Facebook. Our email is sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. I love responding to emails from fans. If you have something you want me to talk about on the show, feel free to send it my way. And, uh, last but not least, like, comment, share, email, and Twitter at us. Tweet, tweet! Uh, because we, we, we want to hear from you. We really do. Tell all your friends, family, and importantly, the mothers! All about the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Nick Drago. Listen in, find us on your favorite uh, podcast sites, whatever it may be. Again, type in Sports, Sports, Sports with Nick Drago. Now, if you'll excuse me, I gotta go watch my favorite mother. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say that. My second favorite mother, the mother of dragons... Burn down King's Landing on Game of Thrones. Yes, it's going to happen, folks. And by the time you listen to this, it'll already be over. But it doesn't matter. Thanks for joining us once again. And uh, you have a good night. Come on. correct one Track eight tick one three two one all right fans pretty soon basketball and baseball will be over which means we have a whole summer of baseball to talk about and i love baseball i really do but um it's gonna be some slow talking in the summertime so uh anyway let's uh, let's get into this this weekend's games mother's day always fun for baseball so let's look at it Cubs and Brewers playing this weekend. Now, the Cubs have had one of the best records in baseball over the last few, uh, over the last month, really. Um, and they proved it, well, maybe not necessarily. Brewers did beat the Cubs 7-0 on Friday. Cubbies got the win in the 15 thanks to a home run by Wilson Contreras. That was yesterday. And right now, they're currently uh, in a heated battle. Cubs are ahead one nothing. top of the third uh, those folks in Chicago will probably know more about that game by the time this show airs. Angels and Orioles. Uh, Angels took the first two games, eight to three, seven to two. Albert Pujols two home runs, three RBIs to put them on top. But uh, they lost then today to the Orioles, five to one. So two blow, three blowout games. Just one of them going towards the other side. White Sox hand the Blue Jays two losses this weekend, 5 to 1 today, 7 to 2 on Saturday, but they did lose to the Blue Jays uh on Friday 4 to 3. Three wild games between the Rays and Yankees cementing the Yankees top spot in the AL East. They won on Friday. They lost on Saturday, seven to two. Thanks to you, Yandy Diaz home runs two Yandy Diaz home runs. And, um, and then won today, seven to one, Aaron Hicks, the next Yankee on the DL who could be coming back. Yankees are getting healthy once again, and the rest of the major league should look out. The Seattle Mariners, they were outscored 34 to eight. From the Boston Red Sox, they led up 34 runs against Boston. Uh, Earlier last week, they had a 500 record against the Yankees, and then they have lost, uh, I I think, five straight games at this point. Uh, No, I'm sorry, it's four straight. They've lost four straight games. They had a winning record at some point in the last five games, but that is uh, slowly erasing as now they're 20 and 23. Red Sox continue to roll. Mariners can't get it done against the Mets, losing 11-2 on Friday and then 4-1 yesterday. Today, their game was postponed thanks rain in New York. And so they'll play a doubleheader, I believe, on August 5th to make up for that one. Rangers in a four-game series against the Astros. They are swept in what's now being called the Mother's Day Massacre. Uh, 34 runs, I believe, versus uh, 11. So absolutely myrtleized. Is that a word? Myrtleized? It is now. Absolutely power horsed by the Houston Astros. And the Twins and Tigers in an even series. They split it. Twins won 6 0 on Friday. And then the doubleheader yesterday uh, had one game for each team. And then today's game, Tigers won 5 3. So nice even spit. Tyson Ross, he will be out for the foreseeable future for the Tigers. Thanks to some lateral elbow neuritis. As a PT, I can tell you that's not fun. Pirates in a four-game series against the Cardinals. They started off getting killed on Thursday, 17-4 to St. Louis. But they said, nah, no way. We're not letting that happen to us. And so they ended up winning the doubleheaders. Yes, both games on um, yesterday, on Saturday. I can't even remember what day of the week it is. And then won uh, today's game 10-6. Cardinals with a bit of a power outage against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Philadelphia Phillies, my current home base. Uh, they uh, they beat the Royals in two games this weekend. They did lose 5-1 on Friday, uh, but then won 7-0 yesterday and 6-1 today. Philly Philly keeps on going strong. San Diego capping off a pretty darn good week with some not pretty darn good games against the Rockies. They lost 7-10 today. 10-7, sorry. They got crushed on Friday, 12-2, and uh, they did get the win. They did pick up the win. Their record's now 22-8 and after beating the Rockies on Saturday. Well, they're, they're 22-19. 22-8. 22-19. <laughs> I'm losing it. Totally losing it, folks. And the Athletics, they got the best of Indian the Indians in a three-game series, uh, winning both Friday and Saturday, losing today, 5-3. to three. Most importantly, though, Dallas Braden, who if you remember nine years ago, had an epic, perfect game for the Oakland Athletics. Well, Dallas celebrated all the way up in the nosebleeds by himself with an ice cold beer and some pictures on Instagram. You should definitely go check it out. He... Looks like he's seen some better days. We don't know what Dallas is up to nowadays, but with the awesome beard that he's sporting, you know it's something cool. Diamondbacks and Braves, they were in a four-game series as well. Diamondbacks getting uh, one of the three wins. So they did win on Thursday, 3-2, to two, but then lost the next three. Braves ended up with a winning record, and Diamondbacks looking a little bit weaker after the whole ordeal. I should also mention that Zach Granke, the man took... Two minutes to throw a gosh darn pitch because he couldn't agree with the catcher and then the the, the batter kept stepping out of the box. But two darn minutes. I mean, the the MLB, the baseball world's been fighting over how long these games are taking (laughs) and you have to take two minutes between each pitch. I know you get something like $50 every time you throw a pitch, but come on, man. Dodgers and Nationals in a pretty boring series, and I'll tell you why it's boring, because you had three blowout goose-egg games. Nationals won 6-0 Thursday, Dodgers won 5-0 on uh, Friday, Nationals won 5-2 on Saturday, and then yesterday was 6-0 for the Dodgers. So three games in which the opposing team did not score a single, uh, I want to say goal, too busy thinking about hockey, single run. Uh, So, like I said, boring Last but not least, Cincinnati and the Giants. Cincinnati winning seven nothing on Saturday, uh, on Wednesday, and then they won again on Thursday before dropping it uh, uh, today. I mean, honestly, both of these teams. The Reds are eighteen and twenty three. Giants are seventeen and twenty three. So, not really much excitement going on there between either of these two squads. And let's talk standings while we're at it. Uh, the Twins are on top of the Central. They're four games ahead of the Indians now, six and four for their last 10. Young team for the Twins. Uh, Indians, they've been showing that they're getting weaker every season since they made it to the World Series, so I'm not shocked here. And then behind that, you got Detroit, the White Sox, and then last place, you have the Royals at 14 and 27. Uh, let's move on to the Western Division uh, for the East. Um, here we go. Astros. They are way ahead of, they're the only team in this division with a winning record, to be honest with you, 16 and uh, 16, 26 and 15, eight and two for their last 10 with a five game winning streak. Currently behind them, you have the angels at 19 and 21 Mariners, 20 and 23. They did have a winning record. Uh, we kind of talked about that already. They just kind of blew it in the last four games. And then you have the angels in last place of the Rangers who also, they really blew it the last four games. And then moving on to the East, the Rays are. I'm sorry. I said earlier the Yankees were ahead of the Eastern Conf, the Eastern Division. It's not true. The AL East is still ruled by the Reds by ha- Rays by half a game. Uh, 24 and 15 for the Rays. The Yankees are 24 and 16. Red Sox three games behind the two of them. Um, and then you got the Blue Jays who. They're 2-8 and eight for their last 10, so they're really starting to look terrible. And the Orioles are 14-26. and 26. Yankees and Red Sox, two really scary teams right now. Expect them to be number one and number two in whichever order you darn well please by the end of the season. NL West, the Western Division for the National League. Dodgers are ahead in this one 26 27 16, four games back behind the Diamondbacks, four games ahead of the Diamondbacks, I'm sorry. At uh, 20 22 19 Padres tied with them 22 19, uh, but both teams looked really bad this weekend. Diamondbacks losing three straight, Padres they've lost five of their last five, five of their last 10 games. And then you got the Rockies and the Giants who are They're just kind of hanging around in the central. The Cubbies are on top eight and two in their last 10. They look great right now. One game ahead of the Brewers behind them are the Padres at 20 to 20 and 17. Uh, They did win three this weekend. They're at seven and three in their last 10. Then you got the Cardinals who, no, just a week ago, they were, they were number one in the division. Now They're not Uh, all three of those teams, all four of those teams. Unfortunately, only three, if it came down to it would get into the playoffs so right now it would be the Bruins and either the Padres or the um or the Diamondbacks, depending on how their their division shakes out. I think it would be the Diamondbacks, though, for the West for the for the wildcard teams. And then uh, let's go over to the East. Phillies, of course, on top. Braves right behind them, three games behind, in fact. The Mets with a losing record, but they're also four games behind first place, so it's not that bad. And then you have the Nationals and of course the Oh, the Marlins, ten and twenty-nine. Gotta love them. Lost their last five. They've only won two of their last ten. Go Marlins! Yeah, guys, you can do it. All right, I'm just messing around. Chuck nine, take one, three, two, one. Just a quick update on the uh, Raptors 76ers game. Raptors, they're ahead, seventy to sixty-six, and uh, we'll. Remain with you uh, towards till the end of that game because I, I want to know what happens here. You'll already know by the time you read this, hear this, listen to this podcast, and or watch it. I guess if you watch the YouTube channel. But I'm just talking on my butt here. All right, let's uh, uh let's talk let's talk a little more about baseball here. So I, I already mentioned I'm kind of mad about the whole Zach Greinke thing. I mean, it took the guy, it took the time, guy. More time than it takes to make a hot pocket. Two minutes to throw a pitch. You can watch the video online. It literally takes them two minutes to throw one gosh darn pitch. Now, I thought for a moment, what else could you do in that two-minute span, right? So I got a whole list here, 40 things you could do. It's actually in one minute or less. Uh, but some of these might take a little longer depending on who you are. This is but from uh, manmadediy.com. 40 things, you can make your bed, it's not a bad one. Go around your house, pick up all the dishes, drinking glasses on your nightstand and coffee table. I don't usually leave those around, but okay. Trim your toenails, heck yeah. Clean off your computer desk, you can wipe off your bathroom mirror. Open all the mail and envelopes you know aren't important but you hold on to anyway. Pull in your trash recycling bins and compost bins from the curb, plug in your phone and charge it. Take the pit pile of shoes by the front door or under the coffee table, whatever, and put them where they belong. That might take a little more than two minutes if you have as many shoes as my wife and I. Uh, you can wash that plate or cereal bowl instead of putting it in the sink. Take all the receipts and papers and bags out of your car. That could take a long time as well. Pack up your computer, wipe off your refrigerator. Send that one email you've kind of been avoiding. Clean off the coffee pot or just toss the filter and grounds out now not later floss your teeth come on guys that takes less than two minutes you can do that go through your text messages make sure you haven't actually a pro- a replied to the important ones not just replied in your head i do that all the time invite your spouse or partner for some intimate time later um, microwave a bowl of half white vinegar and half water uh what All right, clean out your browser tabs, replenish your toilet paper reserves, throw all your dirty clothes in the hamper or laundry basket, water your plants, stack up books, magazines, records, DVD players, media library, etc., that you're currently enjoying. Switch out your bathroom towels, take your vitamins, take those vitamins, gotta love them. Look away from the computer screen, I just can't do that. Refill your soap dispensers, stand up and take a walk. Two minutes, people, two minutes. Zach Greinke's not gonna throw a pitch in that time. Put it, put on sunscreen well it was nighttime. That doesn't matter. Smile. Just really, really big smile like this. I can't do it. I know I can't do it. Download current episodes of your favorite podcast, like the sports, sports, sports podcast with Nick Draco. Tell someone that you love them. Aw. Do 30 push-ups. Take all the coats and jackets off the hooks and back uh, on the back of the door and hang them up in the closet. Shake out the doormats and bathroom rugs. Sweep up underneath the toe kick on your kitchen cabinets. Oh, yeah, definitely. You should be doing that every time. Wrap uh, and coil your cables, headphones, and power cords. And close your eyes and breathe deeply for 60 seconds. You'll feel better. Trust me. Or trust the article. Again, that was from manmadediy.com. Um, so... All of those things could have been done in that two-minute span we waited for Zach Grinke to throw a gosh-darn pitch and ruin baseball for everybody. For that, Zach, you are our Athlete of the Week. Feel free to email us at sports3xpodcast at gmail.com to claim your trophy. A little update on the Raptors game, 75-73. to 73. Uh, I Maybe I won't have that final score for you. We'll wait, after maybe after the, the credits roll. I'll get it to you. Um. Oh, man. Oh, man. What else? All right. Well, we're just going to wrap this thing up. So special thanks, of course, to Johanna Albert. She is the logo editor. She is the content editor. She is the set designer for the Sports 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 podcast with Nick Drago. Today, she was also our audio engineer, so I got to thank her for that because it was getting scary with Brendan and Scott. They could hear me. I couldn't hear them. Yeah, she was the first person I could call. So, audio engineer of the day goes to Joe Hannah albert um, What else? Special thanks, Josh. Uh, if you like the music for the podcast, it's a song called Golden Sunrise uh, by Josh Woodward. You can find a link to his website in our show notes. Uh, he's got some good music on there, so listen in. And then, of course, uh, special thanks to NBC Sports for allowing us to use their video content. Um, along with some other uh, video news sites, uh, they should all be bugged. So, thanks, guys. Please don't sue us. And then, of course, uh, special thanks to our social media Lo- warriors Lois Butler, Mary Kay Albert, my own mom. Happy Mother's Day, Lori Drago, And, of course, all our other friends. Special thanks to Scott Robert Jr. for joining us today and Brendan O'Keefe. I hope our Game of Thrones uh, predictions are correct and if you like what i heard I, I like what i heard if you like what you heard you can listen in every week every sunday uh just find us on twitter soundcloud youtube or the facebook our email is sports 3x podcast at gmail.com i love responding to emails from fans if you have something you want me to talk about on the show feel free to send it my way and uh, last but not least, like, comment, share, email, and Twitter at us. Tweet, tweet. Uh, because we we, we want to hear from you. We really do. Tell all your friends, family, and importantly, the mothers. All about the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Nick Drago. Listen in. Find us on all your favorite uh, podcast days, sites, whatever it may be. Again, type in Sports, Sports, Sports with Nick Drago. Now, if you'll excuse me. I got to go watch my favorite mother. I shouldn't say that. My second favorite mother, the mother of dragons, burn down King's Landing on Game of Thrones. Yes, it's going to happen, folks. And by the time you listen to us, it'll already be over. But it doesn't matter. Thanks for joining us once again. And uh, you have a good night. Cuckoo.